Blog Talk Radio. to raise the question, what is it that we're going to do independent of white people? It is very, very hard for us to envision a world without white people. But we cannot create our own agenda until and unless we can define an agenda that can envision a world in which they don't exist. Now we have to wake up and come back to the reality of them. But certainly when we talk about a future, we have to talk about a future from our point of view and our historical understanding of reality. Indominus, Indomina, Majwo, Habaragani, Kedukeno, Salbona, Majwo, Anisogoma, Peace, War, Pan-African Greetings. This is Kamal Mukasey Tahuti, and you have entered Africa's reascension. As usual, we will start off with our pie, which is, or libation, which deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirit forces, and the forces of those yet born to guide and bless this endeavor. A go, a go, a go, Odomakuman. Nyame, Nyame Wa, Treaty Upon, Olorun, Olodumare, Amen Ra, Pata, Eje Ensa, Asaseya Ensa, Abasun Ensa, Abasun Po Ensa, Asurjibi Ensa, Nana Esiketua Ensa, Nana Tadakofi Ensa, Nana Tigre, Nana Tigre, Nana Tigre, Insa. Nana Kumi, Insa. Kweku Free, Insa. Akonadi Abena, Insa. Asubonten, Insa. Bochewewa, Insa. Tamensa, Insa. Shango, Insa. Ogun, Insa. Tahuti, Insa. Maat, Insa. Nana Nona, Insa Manfu, Insa. Insa Manfu Abasuafau, Insa. Abasun, Abusuya, and Fa, and Sa. I ask that you, Odumakuman, and Nyame, and Nyamewa, to use me and this form to impart clarity and cultural consistency to all within the sound of my voice. May I speak directly to your soon, soon, your spirit and reawaken the long, dormant, asleep African inside you. Yeshremo Yansa, Yeshremo Ahoden, Yeshremo Enshira, Yeshremo Sikapa, Yeshremo Enkwaso, Yeshremo Enkwaso Abasuofau, Ye Enkwaso. Medasipa, Medasibio, Mo Piafo, Mo ne casa, madasi nanano, yo madasi nanano. 
Again, welcome family. This is Kamal Mukasey Tahuti, and you have entered Africa's reascension. Oh man, there's a lot to talk about. There's some things that folks want me to talk about that I ain't going to talk about, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Please, for those who may be in the chat, listening on the computer, the call-in number, 760-454-1111, We'll go to a quick promo and some music and then come back and do a little bit of talking before we get to our topic, exposing the fallacy of the origins, excuse me, Exposing the Fallacy of the African Origins of Christianity, Part 3. Welcome to the Desert of the Real. Peace, family. This is your brother, Hollip, a.k.a. Mr. Holipsis, a.k.a. the Buzz Killer. Tune in to Holipsism's Haven every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we discuss the social, economic, and political issues of the day, with a common sense approach, an African centered perspective, and a universal sensibility. Call in number 347 843 4874. That's 347 843 4874. To check out related YouTube videos, blogs, and show archives, visit www.holipsism.com. That's www.holipsism.com. I'm making it hard to get your Negro on. Hotep, Black Power. There's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. Yeah. 
straight out of toxic hell. I know I got all kinds of foreign shit. Women in my cells, FDA regulated, state endorsed, medicated. Kids hooked on Ritalin. The whole system celebrated, but never debated. The question is who's ruling who? The health of the world rests in the hands of a ruthless few. Profits over people, capital before the cure. And your doctors on their payroll, so you're never really sure. Who to trust? What the fuck is this you trying to put in me? I'm not trying to be another FDA casualty. Viagra, Ritalin, Lafitra, Cialis, they say it's the cure, but all they tell you is a habit. There's one to take you up, there's one to bring you down. Uncle Sam is the biggest dope man in every town. Viagra, Ritalin, Lafitra, Cialis, they say it's the cure, but all they tell you is a habit. There's one to take you up, there's one to bring you down. Uncle Sam is the biggest dope man in every town. And that's why they locking up the hustlers on the block. They want to keep the pharmaceutical game on lock, yeah. It's how they open doors, it's how they fund their wars. You'd be shocked to learn the government is run by drug lords. Somebody needs to say if they pimp us, cause we can place it. We got people with high places that be too afraid to say shit. Fuck that, it's future generations coming after. That I gotta speak for, that's what really matters. The health of my son, son, the health of future daughters. Children breathing clean uh-huh. air and drinking natural water. Uh-huh. Foods that add to and not subtract from their growth. The shortcut culture, kids act up, just give them dope. Give them rope to hang by, encourage them to stay high. Instead of giving them pills, let's give them the wing supply. Don't get me wrong, you might need a prescription. But too many broken people simply want a pill to fix it. Viagra, Ritalin, Lafitra. They say it's secure, but all they tell you is a habit There's one to take you up, there's one to bring you down Uncle Sam is the biggest dope man in every town Viac, Ritalin, Levitra, Cialis They say it's secure, but all they tell you is a habit There's one to take you up, there's one to bring you down Uncle Sam is the biggest dope man in every town War family, this is Kamal, we're back all right, let me just share a little something I will ask. The reason why the show is starting a little bit later today is because I had to pick some digital cotton at the plantation today, um, which is rare. So we next week we'll be back at our regular time at 11 p.m. And as I'm walking home, you know, to get here for the show, I'm approached by um, two Caucasoid women. And they're like, um, we're with Jesus Christ of the Church of the Latter-day Saints. And we like to talk to you for a minute. And so I keep walking, and they're walking with me, and I'm like, y'all don't know it, but y'all got the wrong one. <laughs> and so then they say, what do you mean? I see you got a cross on. You're a Christian, just like us. And I'm like, no, this is an ark, and it predates y'all. It predates the cross by about 3,000 years. And they're just like, oh, so then it's like, well, can we at least give you one of our cards? I was like, you know, um, I think you should save your card, you know, give it to someone else who might need it a bit more. You know, in my mind I'm thinking nobody, but at least give it to one of your Caucasoid brethren. Don't try to give it to me. And then I was a little bit more, and then I was able to scurry on. I just thought that shit was hilarious. You know, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is um, what Moody Baruch called last week the morons, uh, I mean the Mormons. And that shit is almost crazier than even Christianity, but I just wanted to share that with y'all. Just happened today that I thought that was hilarious. Y'all, y'all got the wrong one. Now, one thing that's been on folks' minds, and there's been like two talk shows, two blog talk shows, maybe four on it already, is Bishop Edward Eddie Long. For folks that don't know, 
Now there have been four young men to come out and say that he misused his spiritual authority and solicited them for sex. And folks are saying that I should talk about it. And I was thinking about that I should go ahead and do something on it. But the way I do my research is it's too early right now. Um, We don't have all the facts. Um, One, it could be a lie. (laughs) These these people who are, quote, unquote, coming out may just be pissed off and he didn't do something that they wanted to do. So they all got together and said, okay, let's, 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 let's screw this man over. Um, or it could be a plot by the homosexual lobby to bring down someone who has spoken out against their backwards and anti-human way of life. Um, I don't put anything past the homosexual lobby. They are a visceral and vicious um but also well-funded group of miscreants who um, would not stop at anything to get everyone to be homosexual, in which case the entirety of humanity would stop. So, but now what I will say is once more information comes out, and I didn't check my, um, I didn't check, my email, but it was said that he was supposed to speak from his pulpit and step down, so I don't know if that actually happened or not, but I ain't going to talk about it right now. More information needs to come out. Um, Christianity, one of the things that Christianity does seem to promote um, explosively within the black community is this homosexuality piece. I know when J.L. King blew up with his book on the down low, the thing that he said is it was that his it was his pastor that turned him out. Um and 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 so we keep on seeing, you know, folks who have this Christian peace, uh, dealing with little boys and, and, and the homosexual peace, um all over the place. So it's definitely an easy <laughs> thing to talk about. It's an easy thing to blast. But, again, the way I I do my research is I want more information to come out, and um, if everything comes out the way that it's being reported, yeah, we can go ahead and waste some time dealing with them. But the bigger piece to it is, the bigger piece to it is, it's not about Eddie Long. It's not about Creblo Dollar. It's not about T.D. Snakes. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, T.D. Jakes. It's not about these individual people. The reason why we're doing these these shows um, the way we're doing them now and in the future is I want to get at the root and the foundation of Christian thought, of Christian ideology, and uproot that from our soul, uproot that from our spirit. If you get rid of those three clowns, and I'm sure other folks that I ain't even mentioned, there's 15 people, there's 15 individuals each waiting to take their spot. At least 15, probably 20, each waiting to take their spot. So you keep knocking down the individuals, more pop up like weeds. But if you destroy, if you eviscerate, disembowel the ideological foundations of Christianity within black folk's soul and spirit by getting them to readdress the 
traditional classical and traditional African spiritual systems, then whatever charismatic individual is getting up talking that lie called Jesus, that lie called the Bible, that lie called Christianity, it will be easier for us to reject it because we are standing on our cultural truth. So it's not about individuals. It's about the, the, the foundation destroying that. And that's one of the aspects that African Africa's reascension will be dealing with. Um, so, no, we're not going to talk about that anymore, I guess, than we already did. Um, so we'll play another quick promo and then do a quick recap from part two and then get into the topic. Exposing the fallacy of the African origins of Christianity. Of course, they were messed up right there. Africa's Reascension. I am your host, Kamal McCasey Tahuti. Finally, a forum for the uncompromising, unapologetic, culturally centered African population. Sundays, 11 p.m. on the East Coast, blogtalkradio.com slash Kamau, K-A-M-A-U-301. Let's deal with Africa's wisdom on our own terms, untainted by foreign ideas, and reclaim our birthright glory. Are you ready to lay the foundations to create societies and nations that will make Kemet look small? Africa's Reascension, Sundays, 11 p.m., blogtalkradio.com slash Kamau, K-A-M-A-U-301. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Kamau, K-A-M-A-U-301. Call-in number 760-454-1111. 760-454-1111. The time is now. Abibi Fahodie, Total African Liberation. Until we reestablish Africa as a preeminent value, none of those other solutions mean a doggone thing. And ultimately, we ask the question that's closest to home for a lot of people. When we claim that we've escaped slavery, and the slavery was something back there, which had nothing to do with us today, and then I ask you the question, what kind of God do you worship? name of it who taught you to praise him what's the name of it who taught you to praise him was this the God you were praying to before you were brought to these shores was this the religion you had before you were brought to these shores can you name one African God was this the God you were praying to before you were brought to these shores? Was this the religion you had before you were brought to these shores? Can you name one African God? And then I ask you the question, what kind of God do you worship? name of it who taught you to praise him 
Was this the God you were praying to before you were brought to these shores? Was this the religion you had before you were brought to these shores? Can you name one African God? How can you then, who define yourself, the very essence of yourself and the very essence of your soul, and organize the very nature of your life here on earth, based on a God handed to us by our slave masters, claim that you have no slave consciousness and are not related to slavery. Father Amos Wilson, dropped him. And I forgot to mention that last musical clip was from a bomb sister from um, Flint, Michigan. Her name is Theory. Back in um, 06, 07, Gregorian calendar, she dropped an album called um, Home Girls and Hand Grenades. And she had uh, quite, uh, besides the fact she has magnificent lyrical ability, she was dropped on a few um, songs that, that definitely make you think. And that particular one that, that, that I selected was called Pills. So to recap from last week, the number one thing to, to understand about this fallacy of the African origins of Christianity is that image theft does not translate into meaning theft. Um, last week we also read some specifics, some things that we did, classical and traditional Africa, and how they got bastardized into these um, present moribund Christian forms. Um, a few of those items, thousands and thousands of years of knowing how to interact with spirit forces. We can train people to become experienced with joining with spirit forces. We can tell when a force is joined with a person. We know how to interact with those spirit forces. And we know how to clean spaces to disallow, quote-unquote, bad spirit forces. That has been bastardized into chance, sporadic, and extremely chaotic human spirit interactions. Preachers, priests, deacons, bishops, etc., have no training to communicate with these spirit forces and just usually lump them all together as bad. And that specific person that's carrying the human force is usually given over to exorcism. We also mentioned within the African reality, you have male-female cosmological parity. You have ma'at, virtuous action, being coupled with jihuti, virtuous thought. Mawu, Lisa, of the Fon people, that's one of their names for their creative aspects of their existence. Mawu is the female aspect, and Lisa is the male aspect of that creative entity. You also you have Nokombolwane being seen as the only begotten daughter of the creative forces in Zulu thought. You have the proliferation of goddess energy as creatress and not just a consort, harlot, um, daughter, prostitute of the creator, um, as wrongly espoused by sexist Caucasoid researchers and scholarship throughout classical and African classical and traditional Africa. All of that has been bastardized into God, a man, the father, alone, by himself, with no feminine energy as creative power throughout the Caucasoid religious universe. You also had, um, we also shared a little bit from Michael Oshoshi 
in his book, African Spirituality versus the African American. Um, a few quick items. The African understanding, from the African understanding, the baby is born with discernible ancestral spirits and a complex destiny that can be discovered, even predicted by diviners, and shared with the family and the clan at birth. This complex destiny includes resources likely to be available to them on earth, um, and those things can then be explained, like I say, to the lineage, to the family, and to the clan to help that larger society. Europeans, however, see the baby as tabula rasa, or a clean slate, born alone, with a soul, in sin, born with sin, without a specific destiny or intelligence. It's named arbitrarily and not based on the baby's innate and divinely understood character. And then we also share, from the African understanding, weapons, charms, and medicines are seen as spiritually embodied instruments. The incivil psychological effects on hunters and warriors from the use of the weapons was ameliorated by the spiritual rituals of the smiths who forged the weapons. Conquest, subduction, and incorporation of strangers, foreign enemies, and slaves into the community is what we did, not their dehumanization. Versus European reality, Weapons are seen as lifeless instrumentalities, not connected to purposes, spirituality, health, procreation, or psychological security. Conquer, vanquish, vanquish, excuse me, rape, and humiliate is central and key to the Eurocentric ethos. Direct sexual activity, i.e. rape of the vanquished, was seen as the only humanizing antidote to the bloodlust of war or hunting. So that's one serve that's one serving of a recap from part two. Um, we have a way of dealing with reality and the universe, and our way has been bastardized by Caucasoids and the pro-black nationalist pan-Africanist community who are intellectually lazy have not studied or understood what we did and just followed incomplete research that said it was all ours anyway and have concocted this African origins of, which have us spiritually stuck and unbeknownst to some and beknownst to others, it is spiritually incarcerating us. Now, if folks who downloaded the archives will indulge me for a moment, there was something that I wanted to read, and I read it on the show, but it was during the second portion, so you only heard it if you downloaded it. But I want to read this into the live record um, because I think it needs to be said multiple times, actually. It is past time for Christianity for black folks to go the way of the dodo bird. It is time for us to grow the hell up, accept the facts as laid out on this show, Go do, do your own research from the works listed and return home spiritually. Your ancestors are eagerly awaiting your return. They cannot fully help you when you are smothered in the lie called Christianity that explains away their continued existence, that explains away your obligations to acknowledge them, call upon them, and ask for their continued strength and guidance. 
Who listen? I need y'all to listen clearly to these two questions. Who told us that the Bible was the Word of God? Who told us that Christianity was the way of God? Do we really ask ourselves these questions? So far, the overwhelming answer is no. And now remember, I'm speaking to the so-called self-professed, pro-black nationalists and pan-Africanists here. They're too de- they are too damn busy making excuses. Oh, well, Kamal, they just misinterpreted it for their benefit. But Christianity was ours from the beginning. First of all, that argument is wrong, incorrect. Uh, because if we really look at what we were doing before Christianity existed as an idea on the planet, if we really look at what we were doing before Christianity existed as an idea on the planet, we had entirely different ways of relating to the creative forces of the universe. Secondly, Do you really think that apologetic explanation explains away the effects that still linger in us today over its so-called use or misuse? The Bible is not the word of God, period. The Bible is the word of Caucasoids who gave it to us to pacify us and transform our spiritual and cultural reality. That shit has worked better than even they expected. Some brilliant minds in our camp still feel it's something worthy to be listened to and will damn me for questioning it. Well, I damn you with the strength of at least 200,000 years of African ancestors behind, beside, and around me who are more than ready to get their families back into the fold, first to avenge their wrongful death, rapes and tortures, but who are also more than ready to assist us in the rebuilding of our African nation, cleansed of all the lies of Christianity, the Bible, and the fictional Jesus character. We have to step out of the Christian paradigm to affect real change in our conditions today, period. We must reject the lie called Jesus and reawaken ourselves to Nana Tigre, Nana Sergibi, to the Loas of Vodun, to the Netaru of Kemet, to the Orishas of Ifa, to the Abbasun of the Akan system, and to all the deities of all the spirit forces within the ancestries of everyone listening to this broadcast live and those who will download this. Christianity deserves to be thrown in the ash can of history for stolen Africans worldwide and a revival of our African spirituality that was outlawed by Caucasoids, which is really the only real power that Caucasoids feared, must, must be consciously and deliberately reawakened, re-enlivened in each and every one of us. As Ra Ifabema says in Ancestors, Healing, excuse me, Hidden Hands, Healing Spirits, we need one million awakened shrines to affect real change in our conditions. And this show, Africa's Reascension, hopes to serve as a catalyst to speed that process up. Now hear this. We do not need folks who want to only do the spiritual thing. We need folks who are re-embracing the totality 
of our traditional culture and who are slated for nation-building and complete African sovereignty. Led by our deities in our cultural way, we will be further along on the road to those said goals than all previous movements of the past that we now blindly emulate. They did serve their purpose to get us mentally to this point right now. It is now past time to move to the next level using our classical and traditional spiritual systems to serve as the foundations of our sovereignty and nation-building efforts while simultaneously casting away all, all vestiges of foreign ideologies, thought forms, religious lies, and systems. The Bible is not the word of God. Christianity is not God's way for Africans worldwide, period. We have gods, deities, spirit forces that predate this colonizing Christian God. We have African spiritual texts and thought forms that predate this colonizing Bible, and no form of lying to ourselves and trying to make it ours will save us. It hasn't to date, and it will not in the future, and we damn, we will damn future generations by holding on to it with a death-like grip and making excuses for it. So, yeah, I just had to read that into the record. Um, like I say, I did mention it at the end part of the show last time, but I wanted to get it in live. There were also a few chunks from Brother Soshi's piece, African Spirituality versus the African American, that I was not able to get in last time. And so I will get into those quickly now as the time, of course, zooms by. From the African understanding, possession or joining is viewed as a beautiful, blessed, and valued event versus, of course, from the European position. Religious possession that involves body movement is viewed with suspicion, perhaps a disgusting mimic of sexuality. And we'll address this whole joining piece. I, I like to use the word joining versus possession because when you say possession, that, that brings up imagery of, of, of the exorcist 1, 2, 3, 4, 26, 27. No, what we do is we join with um, our spirit forces, and they come down on earth um, to, 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 to give messages to the group, to give messages to individuals. Um, so it's a bit, it's a huge chunk more than belief for folks who are dealing with the African system. You have that tangible aspect um, that Christianity cannot claim. Continuing from Associates Peace, ah, <laughs> the Af from the African understanding. The individual does not fire off any question to an elder at any time. Basic rules of etiquette when questioning an elder or divinity include 
do not ask what you already know. Or first, keep your eyes open and your mouth shut, and then ask. And you also have, do not expect an elder to answer a question for you unless the elder perceives that you have enough knowledge about the subject to be ready for a sincere and thoughtful answer. When the knowledgeable perceive that you are categorically and mentally ready, they will load you up with more information than you could ever want in a short time. From the European perspective, individualism entitles the person to fire off any questions virtually at any time with little regard for the awkwardness of the question to the auditor or the readiness of the questioner for the answer. That one is a big one. And lastly, from Baba Lashia Social. God Almighty is present in all things. The rocks, the waters, the air, the plants, the animals, and the people. Versus within the European system, religion in the Judaic Christian Islamic tradition is highly individualistic. And it just that energy just resides in that one entity which just happens to and only is male. And it does not have a larger understanding of the, 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 the wider aspect of, of spirit and spirituality. We attempt to put deeper messages within Christianity, but as it's taught in the Sunday schools, as it's taught in the seminary schools, that's what is real Christianity. Everyone has their own added interpretations and added slants and this, this, that, and the other. But the, the, the crux of Christianity is, 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 are these things that I've been sharing from the European side. Only God, only male, only this one entity, um, while he may have created these other things, an aspect or essence of he really isn't in it. We may reinterpret that to suit our needs, but the strict letter of the law, if you will, disavows that. After this last quick break, then we're going to get more into it. Uh, we're going to look at we're going to look at this um, hell piece, the so-called destruction of the world, um, and a few other aspects. Going back to Gerald Massey, and then um, we'll try to even get in some um, Theophilo Banger. Peace and divine love, family. Do you want to critically analyze African culture from an intellectual, honest, and practical perspective? Are you tired of all the distractions, self-righteousness, yelling and arguing with no plan or solution? Do you want to build on the facts and deal with the subject or issue at hand? Well, come and listen to our nation's ambassador, Asar, make knowledge born every 9th and 19th of each month at 9 p.m. That's every 9th and 19th of each month at 9 p.m. on the show everyone is talking about, African Holistic Healing, at blogtalkradio.com forward slash ambassador Asar. That's blogtalkradio.com 
forward slash Ambassador Asar, spelled A-U-S-A-R. Or call in live to build or ask questions at 347-850-8653. That's 347-850-8653. Peace.
lot of people think when they read the Bible that the same revelation that, that's written in the Bible is going to be their, their judgment in life. And Jesus is going to come and judge the world. And you're going to get hemmed up with that. You better be good. A God of justice is not going to judge the slave the way they judge the slave master. You started out with nothing. Everything taken from you. You're a prisoner of war. You can go to God and say, God, I never even got a chance to know myself. How can I know you? God even knows that already. So the judgment is not on us. But what we do, we forgot about us. We forgot about our God. And what we do is we read the Bible and we say, wow, we're we going to suffer the same fate as the Jews. No, you're not Jewish. If you ever want to escape Armageddon, read a different book. For that and war. That was um, the Jungle Brothers taking it back to the late 80s, um, Acknowledge Your History, and then that was a snippet from um, KRS-One's new album, Meta Historical. Again, <clears throat> the way we did things does not necessarily, and then if they're stolen, does not necessarily equate that what was stolen the meanings of how we did it came with them. Cultural trend, everything that Europeans touch, they taint and they convert to their specific um, cultural reality. Um, reading a quick piece again from um, The Supreme God is Stranger and Igbo Religious Thought by Professor Nwoga. He's speaking on specific terms where he says, the establishment of a term which exists in one language as the equivalent of a concept taken from another cultural context is fraught with dangers of misconstruction. If the continuity of a word within the history of the same language and culture cannot guarantee the sameness of the idea through history, then it is even less to be taken for granted that the continuity of a word across a culture and across language shifts can reflect the age of the concept in its sameness. We want to say that what we did is just whitened up Christianity. And the last show, I've been trying to walk through and show how we looked at things, what we did, and show how they have been bastardized and watered down into this crazy chimera called Christianity. Um, I remember somebody had mentioned about the Hebrews. I just want to make a quick statement. The thing with the Haribu, as we called them, or the Hebrews who were in Kemet, is, is that is this. Um, excuse me. And this applies to whether they were black or invading wandering whites. They did not fully understand what was going on in Kemet either. None of them, to my knowledge, graduated from our quote-unquote mystery schools, i.e. completed the 40-year immersion process. So when you read African Egypt, Light of the World, Volume 2, um, especially, Mr. Macy, constant, Gerald Massey, constantly says in a variety of ways the Hebrews literalized the mythology of the Egyptians. A facsimile of that statement is on almost every page. So if in that Bible, 
while a whole lot of imagery and concepts look similar to our um, comedic ways, the comedic meanings did not come with them. Therefore, let me state this clearly. The Bible is not the Pert M. Heru, or better tra- translated for English, um, the book of coming forth by day and by night. And still, going fr- still coming from this book, um, Ancient Egypt, Light of the World, he walks you through some of these things. Um, as far as the aspect of the resurrection is concerned, um, what Gerald Massey has to share, um, Divine Heru, now he says Horus, I'm, I'm correcting him with Heru, Divine Heru is portrayed in the act of raising the deceased Osar from the, from the buyer by presenting to him the ox sign of life. He was the life in person who performed the resurrection and therefore is the resurrection and the life. As such, he simply stands for a soul considered to be the divine offspring of God the Father, not for any historical character that makes preposterous pretensions to possess miraculous power. Salvation for ancient Kemet, still coming from the book. Ancient Egypt, Light of the World by Gerald Massey. The truth is made known by the words of Heru, which were written down by Jehuti in the ritual. But the fulfillment depends on the mains making the word truth by doing it. That is the only way of salvation or or safety for the soul. The only mode of becoming a true being who would endure as pure spirit forever. The Egyptians had no vicarious atonement, no imputed righteousness, no second-hand salvation. No initiate in the Asarian mysteries could possibly have rested his hope of reaching heaven on the Galilean line of glory, i.e. giving up them doing things to reach salvation by giving it to this fictional Jesus character. No person in our system even had that that, that misthought. Um, he even goes in through and breaks down the, an aspect, because, again, with Gerald Matthew, he'll go through four or five pages breaking down concepts, so I'm just bringing up chunks here. And speaking on this so-called deluge aspect that Christianity stole but misunderstood and misinterpreted. The identity of the deluge legend in Kemet, I'm correcting him, he says Egypt, but in Kemet, you must know how to look for it. No use in peering through the Semitic spectacles. The comedic ritual affords a study of the deluge mythos in the phase of eschatology. The passage for the soul and death has long and universally been linked to a river or some dark water flowing betwixt the two worlds of earth and heaven. This in Kemet was the new in UN. The way of the gods in their ascent and descent to earth was by water. The way of the souls in their ascent to heaven is equally by water, whether in the ark of the ark of the moon, the bark of Orion, or the boat of the sun. And we know that has been horribly, horribly misunderstood, mistranslated to an actual flood that destroyed the whole world. And one day we're going to go into the idiocy of that, that, that concept. How much lead time would inchworms, halfway across the planet would have had to been given so they could make it all the way to, 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 to Noah's Ark. Anyway, I'm not going to address that craziness. Um, 
dealing with the so-called miracles of Jesus and performing his miracles with the word and being the word incarnated or made truth in person and wielding magic power over the elements, casting out demons, causing spirits of evil to enter the swine, healing the women with the issue of blood, giving sight to the blind, blah, 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 blah. In all of these and other things, Jesus is accredited to doing exactly what was attributed to Heru in the ritual and in the, and in the comedic mysteries. But, these more miraculous things never done by mortal or immortal on the surface of our earth. They were other world occurrences in the true rendering, and they can only be re-related to reality as a mythical mode of representing the scenes and the drama of Amenta. Again, just because aspects were ascribed to the fictional Jesus does not mean Jesus was Heru, because Kemet meant something totally different with their concept of Heru than this fictionalized, literalized um, garbage called Christianity. Let me close this. Okay, we got a few more minutes here. Um Again, Gerald Massey gets straight to the point, and that's why I like him. That's why I use him. Um, and when people misread and bastardize his works, I have to um, step up and say something because, no, that, mm-mm. Okay, we got six minutes left. There was some stuff I wanted to get into about the whole destruction of the world, um, the so-called destruction of the world, damnation of humankind, which which Christians, of course, run with and be like, well, you see, Kenneth did have a concept of hell. Theophilo Banga and African philosophy, the Pharaonic period, 2780 to 330 B.C. Um, Gerald Massey, Ancient Egypt, Light World, Volume 2. And Kwesi Rodnahim Bata'a Khan in his um, Nanasom and Homa, Volume 2, walks through what we meant by that and how it was missed. And then from there, you should be able to see how it was misinterpreted into um, destroying all of humanity and, and, and casting, casting people down into this fictional place called hell. Um, you've got to get an understanding of how we meant it to fully understand what we meant by it, <laughs> and then you can better see how it got bastardized into Christianity. So I'm going to go ahead and read this conclusion piece. Um, I just wanted to basically get some more direct aspects in like we did with Part 2. So now you can use Part 3 with Part 2 to, again, put together some good ammo to um, – shoot down folks who talk in this African origins of Christianity, as well as it should set a bit better in your own spirit when you rightly turn your back on this thing called Christianity. Okay, this should be enough time. So in the final analysis, Christianity is nothing but a poorly mistranslated and non-understood mythology. As mythology, it stands side by side with other cultural people's mythologies. 
by standing side by side with other mythologies, we also include our innate African mythologies. By being African people by birthright, it is our duty to at least first know and understand our mythology. Now, to move even further, we must then embrace our African mythologies as our culturally distinct and culturally specific ways of explaining different levels of reality around us. Therefore, we are not going against God by not embracing the Christian mythology that is not from us, that is not of us, nor are we damned to the fictional Christian hell by no longer following the Christian mythology. We actually free ourselves from other people's so-called explanations of reality and then are moved to live up to the obligations put forth from our ways of explaining reality. It is time to relearn those ways, re-embrace those ways, tangibly reawaken those ways, and then, and then we can begin to create individuals who will create families, who will create societies, who will create nations that will make Kemet look like a foothold, excuse me, that will make Kemet look like a footnote in our African history books for those yet born. Delinking ourselves from the lie called Christianity and relinking ourselves fully to the truths of our classical and traditional African spiritual systems is our only true path to total African sovereignty. While I got, do I? Let me see if I can squeeze this in real quick. You know what? No. I'll add that in. I'll add this piece in um, in the overtime period. For anyone who's in the chat room who wants to jump in on the live, on the continued discussion as the computer, the live feed <laughs> through the computer will stop, will cut off in about two minutes. So the call-in number is 760 Seven six zero four five four one 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 one. Still debating on what the next show will be about. Um, a lot of books and information are starting to build up, so I may do the next show about that. But also, I've had a few calls um, to put together a show on how to communicate with our African deities, setting up. Um, for lack of a better term, it alters and, and how to begin that communication. So that may be the next show as well. So just stay tuned. Um, favorite the show so you can get the email blast. Um, again, it will be back at its regular time, 11 p.m. Um, next Sunday night. And we will come back to Christianity. We'll just look at different aspects of it the real history of Christianity, uh, the psychological effects of it, but then we'll also move on and deal with um, other topics as well. So um, for everyone who's listening to the show on the phone, um, you'll be brought in live in about 40 seconds or so, um, so you can join in with the discussion and we can continue. Thank you for all those who've downloaded. Thank you for all those who've listened. 
Uh, Madasi, Madasi, Madasi. Make sure I find this clip before I lose the switchboard. There we go. Um, Abibi Fahodier, Total African Liberation. of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work and they will lose their control. All right, peace and war, everyone. Um, who's in the call room. I'll go ahead and continue because this still will be picked up for the live chat, for the archive, I'm sorry. Uh, if all the folks in the call queue would want to speak up, they can. The switchboard, I'm sure, will drop off soon. Um, I want to share this piece and... This is something that I, I, I noticed some time ago, so I wanted to get it in there, and, uh, and hopefully it'll help other folks figure stuff out. Here's a trick that Caucasoid authors, the real writers of the Bible, did to trip folks up. It still works today. They have structured their fiction, their chimera, within the context of actual, actual history or even actual historical places. So when all the present-day excavation is going on to try to desperately find one shred of legitimacy for their false system, if they can unearth a place that was actually named in their Bible, they can then shout and beat their chest and say, see, we told you it was real. We told you Christianity was historically accurate. Here's the problem with that. Let's say right now I start a rumor that blue aliens, with 15 arms and fins, were at Ben's Chili Bowl. And for anyone who doesn't know, Ben's Chili Bowl is a historic restaurant here in D.C. So let's say I start the rumor that blue aliens with 15 arms and fins were at Ben's Chili Bowl. And, and everywhere I go, I push that rumor, I make flyers, I get on TV, I'm, I'm, I'm telling everyone about these blue aliens at Ben's Chili Bowl. So then let's say 3,000 years pass, and this rumors persist that aliens visited the planet. Now, if you're an archaeologist and you come to the place that was once called D.C., and you unearth remnants of Ben's Chili Bowl in your archaeological digs, that does not automatically also mean that blue aliens with 15 arms and fins were there and that the rumor is true. I hope y'all got that. Just because you attach a lie to a truth and then verify that truth doesn't automatically mean that the lie is also true. There is practically no historical proof for anything in the Bible. And we Africans have to be very, very clear of that. The Shroud of Turin has been shown to be 
Joseph Ossery, the Ossery of Joseph has been proven, you know, to be false. Um, the, 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 the Jesus Seminary group met um, back in the er, er, late 90s, early 2000s, and through linguistic and, and other sorts of um, research, they showed that probably only 10% of what they ascribed to Jesus, he quote-unquote actually said, um, outside of maybe five places, there is no historical account of this fictional character called Jesus. Um, and so, but but every month they, they, they publish a magazine called Biblical Archaeology. And they're over there in that land digging and digging and, and, and researching and dusting off and trying to find some shred <laughs> of, 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 of historicity to prove the actuality of the Bible. Now, another piece that's, that's sort of related to that is that no other group or system in human history has placed this condition on its followers. You have to believe the most unbelievable as historical fact to be a real, true follower of that faith. No one else but Christianity does that. No, Christianity tries to say that it is historically accurate, therefore it is real, therefore that's why it's stood the test of time, and that's why it's around now, and one billion people follow, blah, 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 because it's historically accurate. But again, like I just said, when you go through and actually try to um, find proof on some of their major figures, on some of their major quote-unquote miracles, on some of these major aspects within the book, excuse me, it falls flat. It does not pass any test that a trained or partially trained historian would say it, it passes. Again, none of the historical, no historical records on either side. No, no let me say it this way. There are no records to show that this Jesus actually existed. There's no records to show that, that, that Moses opened up the river and the Jews came through it. There's no historical evidence to show that slaves, quote-unquote slaves, built the pyramids. There's, there's no historical evidence of any of this stuff, nothing. But to be a true believer, to be a true follower, you have to blindly believe this stuff. And that, that's, that's a trick also. Don't question anything. Don't, don't do independent research outside of that damn book. Don't do any independent research outside of um, folks who apologize or, or who are within the apologetic research camp, which is basically folks who try to, um, who try to soften up some of the quote-unquote harder blows that, 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 that critiquers of Christianity have questioned. The, the apologetic camp doesn't move away from Christianity. They stay within Christianity, but then they try to tweak this definition. They try to tweak that aspect. Um, they apologize for certain things. Um, you have to believe it by faith. Again, the traditional African system is not really, in that real sense, a faith-based system. 
when you go to, if you're dealing with the Akan system, when you go to an Akon spiritual experience and an Abbasun comes, if you're if you're if you have a little bit of in touchness with energy, you feel an energy shift in the room. For folks that deal with the E5 experience and they and and, and they have their um, circle dance experience, when 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 Yimaya, when Shango, when Ogun come, you and you have that spiritual sensitivity. That's the phrase I was looking for. You feel that 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 energy shift. And then the, 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 the deities that join with these trained individuals, then sometimes they will sit down and share messages with you individually. And they tell you stuff that you know you ain't told nobody else. <laughs> and they, 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 they share real stuff with you that, that you know that that person, that individual that you're looking at, who's being joined with the spirit, that you know they don't know this information, but this entity is telling you all this stuff about you, that's not faith-based. That's experience-based. That's reality-based. We do not really deal with this faith aspect and, and miracles and all that sort of stuff. No. Once we get deeper and deeper into our spiritual systems, we know things. When you learn, when you're when you're trained to learn how to um, manipulate, use um, plants and herbs, when you go to the shrine or when you talk with the deity and they tell you go get this herb, this herb, this herb, and go do this to it and go that to it, and then you do it, and then whatever what you were asking for, whether it's an ailment, whether you were asking for something to happen, when it actually happens. That's not a belief. I mean, you can say you added some belief into it, but after you keep doing it for a while, that's knowledge. And the the, 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 the deities that use that person as the vehicle to share that information with you, that's knowledge. That's knowing. That's not from a belief state. And and if you experience that enough, it moves beyond, it, it moves directly into um, knowledge. So, so this you have to believe. You have to believe in the most preposterous shit to be a real follower of the faith is really not present within our African traditional system. And what Gerald Massey and his books are constantly drubbing back home, um, and, and especially in ancient Egypt, life of the world, the Hebrews and the Christians did not understand what we were doing, but the bits and pieces that they took, they didn't understand the deeper mythical representations, so all they knew was to make it actual, tangible, historical. And, and, and you see the, I hope you all can see the, 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 the deep chasm in that. So things that wouldn't have to, things that don't have a moral basis to it because it's being enacted and explained and dealt with from a spirit realm, you have to then try to make moral explanations about it because now it's flesh and now it's historical. Did Jonah really stay in belly the whale for those three days? <laughs> Again, that's a bastardized concept from Kemet. Well, first of all, the answer is no. <laughs> Secondly, it's a bastardized concept of Kemet, and it had um, far much more deeper mystical 
and astrological, astronomical, excuse me, um, explanations to it than a literalized um, his, his making it history, making it in the flesh, making it tangible. Um, but again, if you don't understand the deeper aspects of it, everything becomes tangible. Oh, I got to take it as you meant it, and I got to take it as I think you meant it. And since I really don't know how you meant it, I'm going to take it as I understand it, and so I'm going to make it all literal. And so we get caught up in that trick bag because time after time after time, putting Christianity to the historical test, it falls by the wayside. The African systems don't have to worry about that because we never said it, that this, 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 and that was historical. Um, and when we do say something's historical, it does come to pass. Again, when you talk to, to, to an Abbasun, when you talk to an Arisha, they, they give you some stuff to do, you actually do it, it comes to pass. You're not sitting there just believing and hoping and praying for it. Um, you can add that in. It won't hurt um, in, in our sense. But if, you act, if they give you a task and you actually do it, 99% of the time it will come to fruition. And so we move beyond that belief aspect in our systems. So, yeah, so... Hopefully, again, there's some good ammo, not only to debate folks with, but I know some people are really um, have this fear of hell and have this fear of if I leave Christianity, I'm going to burn and burn and burn and, and, and all that sort of stuff. It's fictional. It's fake. It's a misunderstood lie. It's some bullshit. It's it, it, it was especially given to us to keep us from doing what we were doing. When you read books of our history as far as when we were enslaved in the South and and you hear the, 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 the Caucasoids talk about um, this person, you know, they, us doing the drumming and we were speaking in a certain language and we was doing a certain ritual, how that spooked the hell out of them, how they didn't understand what was going on and how they, they, they eventually had to outlaw that. And if you kept doing it, they would, they would lock you up in the stocks. And if you kept on doing it, then they would kill you. They fear what they do not know and what they cannot control. And in all the history books dealing with us that are dealing with the, the religious aspect and enslavement, they had true fear of our um, spiritual power and spiritual wisdom. Now, a few of them had tried to even use it to get some answers themselves. Some of the some of the Caucasoid um, enslaved African owners um, saw enough in it to try to get a few answers, um, like who who let this cattle loose, who. Um, who beat up this person, who beat up that person. And, you know, more times than not, we would lie to them. <laughs> but there were a few sellouts then who would go ahead and use the rituals and explain to them what happened. And then when it came back to be true, uh, you know, they would go ahead and outlaw it. But 
they just kept hearing about it so much and seeing how deeply we believed in it and seeing actual tangible stuff happen that they they some of them tried to use it, you know, um, to get a few answers. But the majority of them outlawed it, banned it. You, we know over here they banned the drum. Um, they made sure that they that if any languages sounded similar, they would try to keep those groups apart so that they couldn't be doing stuff here and there. Um, the one main thing that they feared was us dealing with our African traditional spiritual systems from the 1800s all the way to today. They're doing everything in their power to keep us away from it. In almost every movie, in, in, in large numbers of TV programs, you hear stupidity going on and on and on, um, denigrating the African system. This this white chick who dealt with, who who won, I think in Delaware, and now they're trying to say she dabbled in witchcraft. And and I've already seen folks trying to make some jokes equating witchcraft with voodoo and their cartoons, you know, um, equating the two together. Um, all the different movies that are out disparaging the spirit world is is in one sense attacking that, that, that new age movement of white folks, but on another level is is attacking anyone that's looking at the spirit reality and moving outside of Christianity. Um, they fear they fear they fear they fear us moving back to our spiritual systems, to our gods, to our deities, to our spirits. Um, because they know they can't control that. They know they have no power over it. And so the best way that they found to combat that is to make sure that we don't get involved with it. And one of the best ways, even better than they ever expected, for us to not deal with our stuff was to give us something that moves us as far away from our spirit reality as, as it can be which is Christianity. Now, remember what I said last week. The trick that the Romans did was they went into the temples, the non-Christian temples, and they copied stuff down and 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 then came back and, and, and then burned all those temples down. And then what they copied, you, they used to fashion what we now call Christianity, but they also fashioned it close enough to what the people were doing to stave off dissent to keep Rome um, at quote-unquote peace, or at least to keep Rome at peace so um, Constantine and, uh, and his other folks could do what they needed to do. You see that same shit happening today. Christianity looks, no, Christianity has been misunderstood by us to have African origins and we we make those linkages to say that Heru is Jesus and the Bible is the Purdim Heru and this concept is the exact same as what we did and salvation meant the same thing and the blood meant the same thing. It's the, the, the same outcome that Rome was looking for and got then, Caucasoids are getting from us now. 
we can't get back to our stuff because what they didn't understand and stole, they repackaged and gave it to us to get us caught up in that. And if we got out of that, there would be so much spiritual descent. <laughs> From their understanding, there would be spiritual descent, but we would be spiritually rebelling against them and getting out of their spiritual prisons. But they get us caught up in their thing that, that for the misinformed before these three shows, looks close enough like what we did, and we're cool with that. And we're cool with that. No. Uh-uh. Exposing the fallacy of the African origin of Christianity, part one, two, and three, is working to break that shit down. No more. No longer. It is not the same. It was done deliberately to keep us off our spiritual circle and square, and we're exposing that so we can move back home and tap into our real spiritual power once we break out of the spiritual prisons that these bastards have put us in, then we can start moving to cultural power, economic power, um, and our own governmental and political power. It ain't, I ain't talking about taking over this system. I'm talking about creating, recreating our system for us and in our own way and in our own image. And that will be headed that will be headed by our African deities, our African ancestors, and our African spirit forces. Once we break the back of Christianity in the spirits and minds of black folks, then we can move to that eventuality towards a Bibi Fahodie, total African sovereignty and liberation. Now, I ain't going to let them cut me off a little bit early, and I don't get to complete what I want to say this time. So um, I want to, again, I really have to say Madasi to everyone who um, came, into the ch- came into the chat, who came in to listen, but also who have downloaded it. So many people, part, part two, the last show, Folks were downloading that archive off the chart comparatively to the first two shows. And then after they heard part two, then they went back and downloaded part one. So that one was flying off the chart. And so I definitely hope this one lives up to that and this one flies off the chart. It definitely seems like folks have been wanting this information and needing this information. And everyone who's been trying to equate African stuff with this Christian thing, and, and, and they felt that it wasn't right, but there wasn't anyone else that was giving them the argumentation or the documentation for it. Uh, there was a void there, and then they saw this show, and they listened to it, and obviously something resonated because almost um, close to 100 folks in this short time that this show has been on, close to 100 folks have already um, downloaded both part one and part two um, in, in, in a week. <laughs> part one in two weeks, part two in one week, and, and, and we'll see if this one can even um, break those records. So obviously it's something that's needed, and uh, and I'm glad um, I was used to put it out there. And, again, this will not be the last time we talk about Christianity. We're just going to do it from different angles, um, historical angles, cultural angles, um, psychological angles, and stuff like that, as well as addressing other issues. 
So really, Madasi Naampim, thank you times a thousand for everyone who's been listening, who's been supporting, who's been sending in emails of support, who's been um, favoriting the show from coming into the chat and from downloading it. And pass it on to your friends, please. And uh, let's, let's keep this energy going. It's time we come home spiritually, family, so we can then come home in its totality. We cannot pass on the shit we've been doing now to our future and expect different results to happen. No. We have to do something different for different results. So let's get our ancestors and our deities behind us in this, in this last push for complete African sovereignty. Um, thank you for the caller who's listening. Uh, for the callers who's listening. Uh, next week, back at 11 o'clock. Um, and I'm going to keep on saying it. Abibi Fahodier, total African liberation.